You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome into the very first episode of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney. This is our new addition to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, where every other day we will start your morning with that day's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Wednesday, June 9th. The GOAT of our era. Come home, Julio. Come home. This is kind of odd for us to wrap our heads around, but Julio Jones is now a member of the AFC by way of being a member of the Tennessee Titans. Here's the lowdown on the deal that everybody seems to be talking about. The Falcons got a 2022 second rounder and a 2023 fourth rounder, whereas the Titans got Jones and a sixth rounder in 2023. The Titans, of course, take on Jones's salary of $15.3 million in 2021 and the rest of the contract. Where does this put the Titans in the AFC in relation to the Chiefs? I think it makes them more interesting. I really don't know if the Titans were a playoff team anymore. They were coming off that AFC title loss to the Chiefs in 19, then the wild card loss to the Baltimore Ravens a year later, and I just don't know if the defense was good enough. I said on the Arrowhead Pride Editor's Show that maybe this team is reminding me of what the 2018 Chiefs were, where they had that really, really good offense, but the defense was questionable, and I think it might ultimately hold them back. Where it gets interesting for me is I think this trio of Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown with Ryan Tannehill throwing to them, who has been pretty good these past couple of years, I think they're right in the mix to at least stay neck and neck with the Chiefs and Bills offensively. I just don't know with that defense if they're going to be able to win any shootouts. Yeah, you know, I think anytime you're talking about um any player on your football team, you'd love everybody to be here. And so, um, you know, it's certainly, it is what it is, man. And uh, we'll focus and we'll control and, and, and work on the guys that are here and try to help them become the best to their ability and, and, and coach the heck out of them. This is actually a point to watch in Kansas City, as it was reported back in April, remember draft weekend, that Rodgers would be interested in playing for one of three teams the San Francisco 49ers, the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders. The San Francisco 49ers ultimately drafted Trey Lance with that number three overall pick, and they're already planning on starting Jimmy G for 2021. I think because they're in the NFC, they're out of the mix. If it comes to the Green Bay Packers eventually having to trade Aaron Rodgers, I think they're going to want to do it to the AFC, similar to what the Falcons did by trading Jones to the AFC. So that leaves the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. We know that the Broncos were interested earlier in the offseason, and they're dealing with Drew Locke 
and Teddy Bridgewater. The Raiders seem a little bit less willing to move on from Derek Carr, which, as I say that out loud, is literally unbelievable. But I think if Rodgers goes to the Broncos, it does make the AFC West way more competitive. You already have the Chargers and Justin Herbert up and coming. I don't think the Broncos or the Raiders have a chance now, but you put Rodgers on any of these teams, especially Denver, who has a more complete team in my mind, who knows if we're being honest here, I think it may be a two or three team race for the AFC West crown. Just something we haven't had in a few years here in Kansas city. So I think it's important. Uh, the coaches and players do, do it um, the right way. And that's uh Give the guys an opportunity to get out of the weight room, get in. Well, you know, they do their weightlifting, but get out of the weight room and do some football. I mean, if they don't do it here, they're going to do it on their own. And we got good facilities and field for them. Um, if everybody's smart with it, you can get a whole lot done. As we focus on the Kansas City Chiefs, today marks the eighth day of OTAs. Our current expectation is we'll get to hear from the Chiefs as they conclude the voluntary portion of this on Thursday. So stay tuned here on Arrowhead Pride for that. We'll put all the press conferences on from the podium. Last Thursday, it was reported that 11 Chiefs were missing from practice. But keep in mind that this is still the voluntary sessions. So we'll have to see if some of these players show up next week. Most interesting to me of the ones missing, Frank Clark and Taco Charlton. Clark is always seemingly dealing with those stomach issues, so I just always think that he's a player to monitor. Taco Charlton is coming off that fractured foot, and because we are still wondering who's going to play that edge position, how Charlton looks in mandatory minicamp and training camp is certainly something to watch. We're looking forward to next Tuesday again when these workouts officially become mandatory. Mandatory. For all the investment that they made, they're, you know, they're not perfect across the board. Orlando Brown at left tackle, that's good. He's been one of the better tackles in the league. Joe Tooney, one of the best guards. Remmers is a solid right tackle. Austin, Austin Blythe, good, solid center. I use solid a lot because that's what they are. And then right guard LDT comes back, the doctor and Kyle Wong. They're the biggest question mark there. No stars on the board. Uh, you might, you know, Tooney's close. Orlando Brown's not really, they're not stars. That is good and solid across the board. That is what looks like the Steelers' offensive lines of the last few years until they dropped off. Just good starters across the board. That's what the Chiefs are, number seven. And finally, today on the Arrowhead Drive, we're continuing to cover the pro football focus rankings throughout the offseason. And where I think it's most interesting right now are the rankings of the Chiefs' offensive and defensive lines. Let's say you fell into a deep coma after the Super Bowl. Not ideal. Well, maybe after that game, it's ideal. But now you wake up from the coma, right? No other knowledge than PFF has come in with the Chiefs at number seven as far as the offensive line goes, but number 22 when it comes to their defensive line. You'd obviously be pretty shocked, I think, about that. If you want to look at the bright sides here, Pro Football Focus really likes what the Chiefs did as far as the offensive line goes, and I would tend to agree. Take a piece of paper and fill out the offensive line right now, however you want, one to five. I would say that the five backups to the five that you just made are probably a better offensive line than the Chiefs had in this past Super Bowl. PFF noted that Orlando Brown Jr., who is slated to play left tackle for the Chiefs this year, has improved every year and has done his best work in pass protection, though the site did note that it's going to be a stark change from that Baltimore Ravens rush-heavy offense. 
Continuing to look at the defensive line, I think perhaps PFF is underrating what Steve Spagnolo can do with Chris Jones now that he can run Derek Nottie and Jaron Reed on the inside. There's also Taco Charlton, who we mentioned as a player to watch, and second-year player Mike Dana, who flashed in limited opportunities last year. That's it for the Arrowhead Drive on Wednesday, June 9th. Remember to both subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, and remember to leave us a rating and review. Coming up later today, it's the AP Out of Structure podcast with Ron Kopp and Matt Stagner, where they will answer all of the Chiefs' questions submitted to them on the Twitter machine. I'm Pete Sweeney. We'll talk on Friday. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today